Hello and welcome to Cybercrime Investigations. Grooming by Algorithm with Jeff White and Glenn Goodman. Instagram has a couple of recommendation engines on the homepage. Yeah. One of them um, is the explore um, page. So you click a little button and it says, okay, here's a, here's a page full of photos you might like based on what you've been looking at and following and so on. Okay. So Instagram thinks I am, Instagram has been looking at all the pages I've been looking at, seeing all of the guys' accounts that I follow. As far as Instagram's concerned, my account on Instagram, I am like them and I like what these guys like. Right. So it starts throwing up a page of pictures of kids' gymnasty stuff. And so suddenly I'm confronted with this page of just a, a, an amalgamation of all of the sort of dodgy stuff that I was seeing these guys follow. And it's like Instagram's just giving it to me. It knows that that's what yeah. you, well, not you personally like, but what someone who, who you're yeah. pretending My to account, be yeah, likes. likes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what was really interesting was, was um, you know, you'll see a photograph, you'll you'll click on it, and the next page on Instagram says, well, here's this photograph. Do you want to see more like this? And if you hit yes, it will show you more like that. And so it felt to me as though this content was being sort of served up, these pictures are being served up. Um, based, and, and I wasn't doing this for months and months. This was after about a week, week and a half. This started This started I mean, happening. this is exactly the kind of thing where human moderation should get involved. Mm, yeah. You know, because you can't blame the algorithms. The algorithms are programmed yep. by yep. humans yep. to just give people what they want. Mm. But the algorithms don't know what's what's good taste and what's bad taste and what's, yep. you know, they know what's illegal and what's legal, but mm. they don't know about moral boundaries because they're algorithms, yes. for heaven's sake. Yeah. We need more humans. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I, I suppose the hazard for the companies is if you employ more humans, you get pulled into a moral debate. So... You know, this is, you know, in a way... I think they have been, really. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, paedophilia, in a way, is, is, a, is a bad example to pick on. And it's pretty, you know, often the, it's pretty clear that's, that's way beyond the pale. Yeah. There are other issues around the world. You know, abortion, for example, might be one of them. Where, you know, if you pull Instagram's human moderators into that, Instagram does not want to get involved in making very very tricky moral judgments i don't know about abortion maybe i don't know but you see what i mean there are you're right human moderation in clear cases will help human moderation in edge cases you would think would help but actually pulls these tech companies into a moral and also there's an, there's an argument but do we want them to make moral judgments oh, it is difficult yeah, i mean yeah, even yeah. with something like this because mm. you know whilst you might have out of a group of 30 men, you might mm. have 15 of them want to see gymnasts because they are, you know, child molesters or would be child mm. molesters. Mm. But the other 15 out of the 30 men might be people who are, you know, gymnastics teachers, yes. instructors, yes. Yes. you know. Yes. It's... But this is why, as I say, seeing those guys following those those dodgy accounts, I was thinking, well, you know, let's let's stretch the boundaries of imagination. Maybe there's a reason. Seeing them then follow, you know, children who are new to Instagram... <laughs> who weren't, like, putting up gymnastics pages and were just, like, normal people on Instagram with a few photos. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now, now I, ca I just can't see a logical explanation. Well, exactly, and then yeah. how is the algorithm, how is any algorithm... Well, I'm, mm. I guess maybe sometime in the distant future they'll work out how to discriminate between the two. Mm. But mm. at the moment, how is an algorithm supposed to discriminate between yeah. uh, the men who are interested in children who are excellent at gymnastics <clears> and, <throat> and because they're, they're gymnastics fanatics... Uh, and even if they start following a few 
children who haven't got gymnastics pictures yes. is the how is the algorithm supposed yep. to pick up on that yep. and and you've got to uh, you know i think it's important to understand we talk about algorithms as though we all know what they are and what they what they mean i mean I had a really interesting interview with a guy who used to work for YouTube, a guy called Guillaume Chazlot, who worked at YouTube for a while, used algorithms, and is now a bit of a whistleblower about how algorithms work, not just at YouTube, generally. Mm. He described this really interesting situation. He said, you know, he never coded, as far as I can remember, he never coded the algorithms. Right. He worked for Instagram, for YouTube. He's like, okay, here's a video. What do I want to happen to this video or stack of videos? Well, I want more people to watch the first 20 seconds, or I want more people to comment it or I want more people to share it, or I want more people to watch to the very end, you then pick an algorithm off the shelf. It's like you've got a sort of, you know, like shelf full of algorithms. Yeah. You go, okay, algorithm, here's these, you know, dozen videos, a hundred videos or whatever. Here's the result that I want. Off you go. And the algorithm starts trying things that it's tried before that it knows will achieve that result. So it says, okay, this video, people are watching all the way through to the end, so what I'll do is I'll twin that video with that video. But the algorithm's making decisions, A, in a black box... Guillaume did not know how... The, he, I said to him, did, could you ever work out why it made the decisions it did? And he said, well, no. Given enough time, we might be able to, but really... Was it above his pay grade? Well, I don't know, I don't know about that, but it, it's just too complicated, the amount of data that algorithm's working with. Yeah. So, so you, can, you can strip the algorithm back and say, OK, well, I think the algorithm's looking at this, I think the algorithm's looking at that. But on a granular level, to take apart, blow by blow, the decisions the algorithm made would take you so long hundreds of years some you know feasibly to sort of reconstruct at which point you know well we're all dead what's the point so the algorithms are working with so much data at such speed that reverse engineering them to find out what they do is difficult and in this case it, it could well be and it does seem to be that instagram's algorithm is focused on on one thing which is you know let's try and get more followers to follow more people and like more pictures on instagram yeah so when we talk about you know could the algorithm do this could the algorithm distinguish between these things Yes or no, possibly, I don't know, but but you've got to realise how algorithms work. You stick it on an objective and you say, right, I want this photo to get more likes. Yeah. And the algorithm will just go, right, gotcha, off I go. Yeah, they're really good at that. And, and you know, look, that's how algorithms work. You know, you go on Instagram, if you like jet skiing, for example, and you look at jet ski pages, guess what? You see loads of jet skis. Yeah, and that's what you, you know. want as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, be, I'd be annoyed if I wasn't seeing yeah. more jet skis. Yeah. The big issue with this was... <clears throat> As I say, I started seeing these guys following these normal kids' accounts. I couldn't understand how they were getting through to them so quickly. And then I've explained how the Explore page works, which it brings up pictures that Instagram thinks you might like. Yeah. The other recommendation thing that Instagram has is suggested accounts for you to follow. Right. So it's like, okay, here's a bunch of accounts on Instagram we think you might like and that you can follow. It's like, okay, I wonder what accounts Instagram's recommending to me. Hmm. And I brought it up and... The top hits, the, the ones at the top of the list, were, once again, normal kids' accounts. So Instagram was recommending to me, saying, hey, this, this child is, is new to Instagram. And that was the thing. At the top of the list, because Instagram wants new users of Instagram to have a great time, you know, as soon as you sign on to Instagram, they want you to start, you know, getting people following you and following other people. They want you to get involved. Yeah. So at the top of the list were not only just normal little kids they were new to, the ones new to instagram seemed to be prioritized towards the top effectively what this means is it was serving up um fresh children's accounts basically mm. yeah and that to be honest that was the time when the when the penny dropped and i thought ah 
That explains how somebody with an unhealthy interest in children can find someone within a week of them signing up to Instagram. Because Instagram seems, according to the research I've done, to be to be to be surfacing them. Yeah, well, I mean, once again, I've got to ask. Algorithms, sure, they're 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 given pretty simple. Um, instructions in in some cases i.e get more followers Mm -hmm. but there are certain areas and child protection is one of them Mm. where facebook and instagram know that there is a real sensitivity around that subject there's Mm. been plenty of you know online grooming publicity (coughs) in the past and terrible stories have come out so it's one of the areas that Mm. should be kind of surely excluded i guess from the normal algorithmic practices Mm. and for special kind of behavior to work so so what i guess what i'm saying is i would not have expected the results Mm. that you got i would Mm. not have expected Mm. somebody who comes onto the platform and registers i guess as a middle-aged i mean how how did it ask you your age when you registered Uh, i think you give a date of birth yes right so it knows that you're a middle-aged man and yet it's serving you up suggestions of you might want to be friends you might want to follow this 11 year old or 12 year old i mean is it 11 or 12 years old? Oh, no, I guess they would have pretended they were slightly older in order to register. I forget. Or... I think some of the people I was, I was recommended to follow might have said they were 11 or something, but, you know, they were, yeah. But yeah. one way or the other, it shouldn't be yeah. suggesting to middle-aged men yeah. Yeah. that they follow accounts yeah. of ordinary... Yeah. Okay, if it yeah. said hashtag gymnast or mm. something, mm. then maybe you could excuse it, but yeah. not if it's just a normal ch- uh, child. It, it is, yes, it is really... And I think... I don't know, I, I think a starting point for that would be, is it an adult account or a child account? For the child accounts, don't recommend those as recommended follows f- for adults. You know, recommend adult accounts for adults to follow. Is that really so difficult to implement? I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. I mean, this far <laughs> down the line, after all these years, it's not like the, 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 we're experimenting, we've only just invented yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah, it's been yeah. around a while now. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And, you know, it did strike me as I'm I was investigating. quite annoyed because, I, I, you know, I'm thinking yeah. of my own children here yeah. and how... Which, okay, which would... they're not on Instagram yet, but yeah. no doubt they'll be bugging me within a couple of years yeah. that it's time for them to be on and all their friends are on. And also, you know, frankly, Instagram, you know, can detect whether you're wearing glasses and whether you're, you know, walking a dog in pictures. You know, it's, it's really amazing stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, the stuff you've outlined, you do think, well... You know, could you apply that same incredibly smart stuff to the kind of things you're talking about? But look, I mean, okay. so what have we got so far in the investigation? Dodgy guys, frankly, are looking at pictures of kids, you know, in swimsuits on on Instagram. That's not actually it's, it's horrible. We don't like it. But, you know, that is the way of the world. They're then following sort of normal little kids on Instagram who are, you know, some of whom are too young to be on Instagram anyway, and and also they're not; these aren't public kids wanting a public profile. They're, they're you know, just normal kids. The thing that was missing for me for this was, well, what's the motivation for doing that? For me, I felt the motivation was then to contact. That was my worry was is to contact those kids, mm. um, which again, sexual contact with a child is an offence. So that you know that potentially gets you into kind of the the, the offence territory. At this point, you know, I, I've. I'd done as much as I could and wanted to do. So I worked with a journalist called Shanti Das at the Sunday Times. Um, and we started looking into this issue of, is it going a step further then? Are, you know, are, is the contact being made? And, and mm. she found, um, which complete, for me completed the story in a way, she found instances of exactly that, a mum of a kid gymnast. And when the mum ran the kid gymnast's account, she started seeing these dodgy profiles following the kid. And then messages coming. There were other instances that, that Shanti found of 
children receiving just horrible, very sexualized messages from people directly through Instagram. So for me, that sort of completed the picture that, you know, the purpose of following these children who had been surfaced by the Instagram algorithm was in some cases then to contact them um, with, with inappropriate content. So, it, it, you know, I felt at that point we had, you know, we had an investigation that kind of, you know, added up, uh, as it were. Um, and so that was published, you know, Sunday just gone, 1st of December in the, in the Sunday Times. So Excellent. And, and just to be clear, does uh, Instagram have any kind of messaging filter so that it, it doesn't just let people instantly message you? Does it ask you if you want to receive a message from somebody you don't know? As I understand, the message can arrive and you can choose to accept or reject it. So you can choose to read it or, or, or not. Yeah. You can also, of course, and I recommend every parent do this for your kid. If they've got an Instagram account, you can set your account to private. Yeah. And as I understand it, if your account is private, Instagram won't throw you up in the list of suggested people to follow. So okay. that solves that problem. And also, if your account's private, it's somebody can try and follow you, but you have the choice to say, well, yes or no to that person. So it gives you a level of control. Right. Yeah. I see you have the Sunday Times now in your hands. I do, because Instagram gave a comment uh, and said, inappropriate contact with minors not allowed on Instagram. We use leading technology and work with expert organisations to help prevent this behaviour. If we identify suspicious activity, we act quickly to remove offending accounts uh, and inform specialist law enforcement teams. And then it says, keeping the young people who use our platform safe is our top priority. They have also um, uh, locked down several of the hashtags that we reported to them. I think they've taken down a couple of the accounts that we reported to them. But also, I should say, in the course of my research, some of the accounts I was following got shut down, well, disappeared off of Instagram anyway. So my suspicion is that Instagram sort of saw them. So it's to, to say that Instagram is A, completely unaware of this, isn't true. I think even before we contacted them, they were aware of it. And B, there is activity clearly going on on the Instagram platform to try and spot this. But, you know, you've talked about it yourself. It's 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 how, can you, is there an algorithmic way you can do this? And even if so, should we get more sort of human moderators on? I think the suggestion of, the suggested accounts thing is the thing that bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. Because if Instagram is suggesting inappropriate accounts to middle-aged men, mm-hmm. and when I say inappropriate, I just mean teenage yes, teenage yeah. girls and yeah. teenage boys i mean yeah. that's inappropriate in itself mm-hmm. unless as you say there's a specific reason like they're a gy- famous gymnast or a mm-hmm. budding gymnast or whatever yeah. um but if they're if they're if they're just an ordinary person and they don't have a special talent for some some sport <laughs> then there just doesn't seem any excuse mm-hmm. for instagram recommending such accounts to middle-aged men the fact that that's going on yeah it's just something that should be stopped. For heaven's sake, stop it. I can understand. Because I was thinking, okay, could you do an age discrepancy thing where you say, if you're in your 40s, you shouldn't be following kids who are 13. But on the other hand, you know... I don't uh, know. I think you should necessarily ban them from following. Yeah. It's the kind of the nudging them to mm, follow by the mm, suggested accounts, the yeah. actual encouragement of yeah. it that bothers me. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, it's interesting, in terms of government action on this, there is the, the... I think it's the online harms white paper is what's being discussed at the moment. Um, and what that... So you've had this interesting thing with platforms about are they publishers or are they platforms? Mm. So as a publisher, you know, the Sunday Times, who I worked with on this, they are, everything that goes in that paper gets checked by the lawyers because the Sunday Times can get sued if they get it wrong, you know. Sure. Platforms like Instagram and Facebook are are not held to that standard. Once you report stuff to them, they then are under an obligation to look at it and to, you know, deal with it. Yeah. But you... You can put in a, remarkably, this covers both criminal and civil stuff, so libel, but also criminal stuff. As I understand it, it's published first, ask questions later, effectively. Mm. Which, when you consider how much you know, content goes up online each day, there's there's good reasons for that. 
But what's interesting in the online harms white paper is they've tried to sort of get in between that and go, well, we don't want necessarily to make them all publishers, but we also aren't quite happy with, with just giving getting them the platform responsibility, which doesn't really stretch very far. So the middle thing is this duty of care that they've talked about. It's really, really difficult. Mm. I agree. And in fact, when when I saw that now famous Sasha Baron Cohen video, I wouldn't go as far as him. I thought that he mm. was demanding too much mm. from the likes of Facebook. Uh, I'm a big free speech advocate. Mm. Uh, and unless somebody is shown to be doing something wrong, I would quite like them to be able to say and do more or less what they like, but yeah. in, in most circumstances. Um, and that's your human moderator point. So, you know, you're in favour of freedom of speech. If Facebook hires a bunch of people tomorrow yeah. to start, if, you know, hypothetical, every post then gets vetted. A, you're going to have like a three-day wait before your post goes live on Facebook. But B... We just need more people. Are you happy, though, with then that? Who are those people? Oh, and moderators. they're deciding what's... Yeah, but moderators... I want them sticking all to, what to have advanced degrees in ethics, <laughs> like, uh, philosophy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I admit it is difficult. And I know from my own Facebook mm. page that when, you know, you put up a post, an algorithm flags it, mm. uh, then a human moderator looks at it and in some cases makes a completely inappropriate yeah, decision yeah, yeah. because yeah. they are not high level yeah. you well, know, you had master's in... degrees people necessarily. They're just kind of following a series of basic instructions yeah. that they've been given. And sometimes they make the wrong judgment yeah. call. Yeah. So, so, it's interesting. so this duty of care thing, the idea is, look, let's not come down either side. Let's do a duty of care. Now, years ago, I studied law and, and the classic duty of care case is this, right? You walk into a restaurant, you fall down a trap door, you injure yourself, you yeah. sue the restaurant. Yeah. So, A, do they owe you a duty of care? Yes, you're a customer. Yeah. B, did they breach the duty of care? Yes, big trap door in the middle of the restaurant was left open. Yeah. By the way, this actually happened in one of the places I worked. But anyway, third <laughs> case, third thing, were you harmed as a result? Yes, I think the woman broke her leg. Certainly, she had a big scream. So then, classic case, you sue, you know, you win. Look at that in an online perspective. Yeah. Well, if you're, an, if you have an Instagram account, so, okay, who do you owe the duty of care to as a, as a platform? All your users, in inverted commas. So if you have an Instagram account, yeah. But then someone like Twitter, if you think about Twitter, you don't have to have an account on Twitter to look at Twitter. Right. So do you owe the duty of care to everybody on the web, whether they've got an Insta- a Twitter account or not? Because Twitter can't police the age of people viewing the stuff. You can just view it without even logging into Twitter. You can view a Twitter account, a limited mm. bit of it. Secondly, have you... I, I'm kind of leaning towards... Banning the internet. <laughs> Let's get rid of it. I think it's time. This internet thing hasn't worked out really, has it? Which for an online podcast program is a brave move, but yes. That's... I'm starting to lean towards the idea that everybody should have to prove their identity mm. on the main social media platforms mm. like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, Twitter is kind of known now by some people as it's like a toilet of discussion. <laughs> It's, I mean, you know, people... Some people regard as that. Some yeah. people may say. Yeah. I mean, if people are forced to prove their identity, mm. okay, it doesn't get rid of that kind of talk, mm. that kind of dirty toilet talk, but it does reduce it to some degree because people have reputations to protect. Yes, yes, true. There's a couple of things with that. Number one, in order to do the investigation that I did, I did set up a fresh new account on Instagram 
that so if I'd been forced to prove my identity, how would I as an investigative journalist ever do any covert stuff is the issue. And secondly, if you look at the protests in Hong Kong, for example, yeah, you know, those guys are, and in some, some ways rightly, very paranoid about their identity leaking out. If they were forced in Hong Kong to identify themselves to Twitter before they could use Twitter, all of the sort of whistleblowers, all of the sort of, you know, accounts set up by people in repressive regimes... It's. I know what you mean. It sounds like a panacea, and actually, there are people in law enforcement who would who cheer you to the rafters for that. But there are some issues when you go down that that that, Look, that line. I'm a big believer in free speech, so I'm not. So, so I, I, probably everybody listening to this now is going, "Why you believe in free speech?" But you're saying we should all be forced to prove our identity. Yes. Now, here's the distinction. Right, I right. don't believe in censoring the internet mm. as a as a medium. Okay, mm, mm. so you can have other tangential minor platforms. You can have all kinds of. You can set up your own websites from Hong Kong. You can do yes. all kinds of stuff from yes. Hong Kong yes. in order to get your message out. I'm talking about the main. What are effectively now institutionalized platforms, the the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, Mm. the ones that are so well established Mm. that they are, you know, almost like mainstream media, like the New York Times almost, you know, in importance. True. But what you're basically saying there is that, you know, if you're not going to be honest about who you are which some people have good reason not to be honest about who they are, then you are sort of banished to 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 the corners of the Internet and you're not allowed on mainstream. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> you can no, still it's, it's publish, difficult. and if your message is important enough, yeah, then surely yeah. people will find it in those corners of the internet. It is difficult. I mean, these, you know, these are these are age-old issues with... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what I think. I'm it's, so confused. I know, I know. Look, we're not going to solve the, solve these questions in the limits of this podcast. Um, but look, I hope that's illuminated some issues to people about social media platforms, about identity, but also particularly about, about Instagram and about kids. Again, look, just takeaways from this... Instagram is open. Your your your. If your kid is on Instagram, their profile is by default open. You can change that if you want. But also, you know, with the photographs you and and even your children put on Instagram, assume it's public and also be really careful uh, with those hashtags. Um, and hopefully, after this investigation, things might move a little bit. We'll see where we go. Well, I think you've certainly made me take the issue more seriously and and not be so relaxed about it with my own children I mean yeah as I say I try and police them to some degree but I don't think perhaps I've been strict enough what I may do now is take them entirely offline and force <laughs> them to play with wooden, wooden toys blocks, yes. wooden <laughs> toys from from uh, left wing liberal <laughs> vegan craft shops and uh, yeah and only mix with children who go to Steiner schools yes of course yeah yeah well I'm glad I'm glad we've got a policy for your kids um, Glenn, thank you once again for participating in another cybercrime investigation. That was Cybercrime Investigations with Jeff White and Glenn Goodman. Thanks very much for listening. You can find more of our stuff on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for Cybercrime Investigations. Cybercrime Investigations.